Guy Carumba, July 10th through 16th, 2022. Mercury is at perihelion on Sunday, as close as it gets to the Sun in its orbit. And on Saturday, the planet's in superior conjunction. We might say as close as they get visually if we could see Mercury on the other side of the Sun. A waxing gibbous moon is in Scorpius on Sunday evening close to Orange and Teres. The moon moves through Sagittarius the next three nights. On Tuesday, the moon is at southern Lunastus, 26.9 degrees south of the equator. It's at perigee, the closest it gets to Earth on Wednesday, and it's full later that day. That's a pairing of circumstances that has come to be known as a supermoon. Late Thursday evening, the moon rises with Saturn. It's a noticeably waning gibbous moon on Saturday night when it rises not long before Jupiter. Mars and Uranus rise after midnight near the head of Cetus the sea monster, and Venus rises in the dawn ever bright. Comet C-2017-K2 Pan-STARRS is closest to Earth this week. With the moon being full this week, it might be hard to see the comet, but look up the Finder chart in the Sky Caramba monthly blog or on social media for help spotting it in Ophiuchus. As the comet's still getting closer to the sun, there's a chance it'll keep getting brighter and easier to see. There's no reliable way to know just how bright. We can hope that, since it's a new comet, one that's never been this way before, it could shed a lot of material and brighten up a lot. It's hard to believe there was a time when some people doubted any object could maneuver in space. Traveling to the moon or other planets was the realm of science fiction. They were sure there was no way to steer a spacecraft in a vacuum. Isaac Newton explained that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. That's why you pull down to climb up a rope, and pushing your feet against the ground in one direction makes the merry-go-round go the other way. One reason it might seem like it should be impossible to maneuver in space is our experience with swimming and trying to fly. Water's denser than air, so it has more inertia. That's a resistance to a change in motion. Push against water with your palms or kick it away with your feet, and you can swim. But the air moves out of the way too easily. The best human swimmers just can't flap and kick fast enough to fly. Now, suppose you're in a vacuum with no planet or anything else beneath you or around you to push against. With a little thought, it seems absurd that you could steer anywhere. On January 13, 1920, the New York Times published an editorial dismissing the idea as something no one with a high school education could seriously consider. The newspaper had reacted to a paper Robert H. Goddard published a day earlier. The famed scientist and inventor had already worked for at least 13 years with various types of rockets. We would liken many of them to toys today. But in 1920, Goddard used them and then calculated what it would take to make a rocket go high enough and fast enough to escape Earth's gravity and land on the moon. In a scathing editorial, the New York Times said it was one thing for Jules Verne, the author, to entertain people with a story, but such a fantasy, quote, is not so easily explained when made by a savant who isn't writing a novel of adventure, end of quote. Well, with a little more thought, we can understand that a rocket in space certainly does have something to push against that pushes back. That stuff is rocket fuel. Not only is it pushed away, it's burned to release a tremendous amount of energy. 
Pushing that mass and energy away out of the rocket's exhaust tube is the action. The equal and opposite reaction is the rocket moving the other way. Goddard never stopped believing, however, vindication didn't come during his lifetime. He died in 1945, and the first artificial satellite reached orbit in 1957. An object did land on the moon two years after that. And the New York Times? Well, it did finally publish a retraction to what it wrote in 1920. That was in 1969, when Apollo 11 was on its way to the moon with the first people who would walk on the moon. After, quote, further investigation and experimentation, end of quote, the paper's hard-nosed skeptics were satisfied that, quote, it is now definitely established that a rocket can function in a vacuum as well as in an atmosphere, end of quote. Oh yeah, and the Times regrets the error. Sky Caramba. 